The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a teaching tutorial Thursday presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sportsbook app. You got to get it. Why is it a teaching tutorial Thursday? Because we will have the great Greg Cosell from NFL Films, the NFL Matchup Show, joining us momentarily to break down tonight's game, among other games, key games, in week eight already in the National Football League. By the way, I don't think we've ever done this before with Greg. We are recording this on a Wednesday evening because I'm on the West Coast. We usually record it very early Thursday mornings with Greg. So you're going to get this little surprise for those of you that love when you get these surprises, whether it's youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL or just on your podcast app. But you should all have it bright and early. We'll put it in there right after midnight on the East Coast. We'll have a spread the word winner tomorrow. We always do. We'll have a sponsor confirmation email winner tomorrow. We always do. So please, 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 any of the sponsors you see at RossTucker.com or anything you hear me say, you can ask me any question you'd like. We're actually low on questions right now. So I would love, actually, if you would go ahead and take advantage of a sponsor and ask me a question. That would be awesome. We also will have the Spread the Word winner. You guys know how much I love the Spread the Word winners. So please engage in some way i'm at ross tucker nfl everywhere we are at ross tucker pod everywhere so go ahead and do that youtube shout out to someone that engages with our youtube page will be tomorrow and shout out to josh tillo he is the newest patron patreon.com slash rt media we are racking them up right now probably has something to do with us kicking so much butt on the Even Money podcast, and you being able to actually visualize our picks over at patreon.com slash RT Media. Congratulations to Josh Tillo. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, so not every week, weeks, Greg Costell becomes our Draft King segment because I know a lot of you like to bet on the games or play DFS. 
You can do both at DraftKings and Greg offers excellent insights, whether it's matchups or how he sees the game going. So you guys know where to do that. The DraftKings app or the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Greg's available on Twitter at Ross Tucker NFL, longtime NFL matchup guru. And I want to start, Greg, with the Panthers and the Falcons. And I guess the question I have there as much as any, already hearing some buzz about Joe Brady, the Panthers offensive coordinator, who was Joe Burrow's offensive coordinator a year ago at LSU. You know, you watch that game against the Saints. DJ Moore's wide open, probably a busted coverage. I don't know, but it was. Yeah. So here's the question, Greg. What do you see from Bridgewater and the Panthers offense? And does the Panthers offense really impress you when you look at what they do schematically? I mean, is Joe Brady yeah. a stud? Well, I think that he does a really good job versus zone coverage. I think he has a really good feel for route concepts and combinations to attack and break down zone coverage and define the reads and the throws for Bridgewater. And Bridgewater has played at a high level. He had the one bad game against the Bears. But other than that, I think that he's played very, very well. He's, he's refined. He knows where to go with the ball. I thought this past week, too, he got hit a lot, and he showed some physical toughness because he's not a big guy. But getting back to Brady, you know, I think it's he just has a good feel for attacking zone coverage concepts. And then he also has receivers who can work well against man. Robbie Anderson is fast. He can run away from man coverage. DJ Moore is fast for a man who's 6 feet, 210 pounds. So, and, and Curtis Samuel, I think he's doing a nice job using him in, in multiple ways, including lining him up in the backfield, which by the way, he did in college at Ohio state. So I think he's done a really nice job. Uh, you know, I've been doing this a long time, Ross. I'm not so fast just to say, okay, he's a head coach, you know, tomorrow. But I think he's doing a good job. So I guess the follow-up question there, Greg, would be, do they not really miss Christian McCaffrey that much? I mean, do you notice that McCaffrey's not there? Well, they do want to run the ball, and they're not running it with the same efficiency, clearly, that you would expect that they would run it with with Christian McCaffrey. Now, I think their old line has some issues as well. It's revamped a bit. There's been some injuries. Uh, now, McCaffrey is obviously the kind of back that can make a lesser offensive line look better. Uh, you know, the idea that you don't miss a really good player, I don't, I've never bought into that. You know, just like it's that whole running back argument. And and believe me, there's arguments on both sides. But I don't think anybody would argue with the fact that you'd rather have a better player at a position than not a better player. That's a different question than the value of the position. But I think you'd rather have a better player. Talking with Greg Cosell, executive producer of the NFL Matchup Show here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Greg, uh, let's dive into some of these games I'm really looking forward to. Kind of a sneaky matchup. It's the 4-2 and two Indianapolis Colts yeah. against the 3-3 three and three Detroit Lions. Two teams that have been down more recently and now both are in the mix here in Week 8. What do you look for in that one? Well, I think to me... Matthew Stafford, and again, because he's not won in a playoff game, and I think he's only been in one, and he's been on some teams that have not done well, I don't think he gets anywhere near 
the recognition he deserves. I think Matthew Stafford is a high-level NFL quarterback. And being home this summer, I did a deep dive looking at probably 350 dropbacks of Stafford last year. And, of course, I've seen him over the years. And to me, he's a high-level quarterback. He's going against a Colts defense that plays probably more cover two than any team in the league. You're, it's pretty defined what you get from the Colts. And there's a number of concepts that the the Lions run that attack that. Every team has them, of course. Uh, but just think back, Ross, to the throw he made to Galladay, that 29-yard completion last week just before the winning touchdown. That was about as special a throw as anyone could make. And I think because it's Stafford, who's not thought of quite that way, it didn't get talked about. If that had been made by Mahomes, I think we'd been talking, we'd be talking about it for months. But it was an unbelievable throw. And Stafford, to me, is a really high-level player. Love it, Greg. Love it. Um, anything on the other side with the Colts on offense against the Lions defense? Um, well, the Lions play a lot of man coverage. Um, I think that, you know, one thing about Phillip Rivers, as we know, is he turns the ball loose. You know, some will say there are times he shouldn't turn it loose, but he will turn it loose. If he sees man, he will throw it. I'm really anxious to see as this Colts season progresses what they do with Jonathan Taylor. I think Jonathan Taylor is, has really strong traits as a runner. Um, Last week, he had two really good runs. They only gave him the ball 12 times. Of course, they got behind. The last time they played, it wasn't last week. They're coming off a bye. But they got behind early against the Browns, as I recall. And so, therefore, they didn't run him a lot. But I think he's got the kind of skill set where you could easily give him the ball 18, 19, 20 times a game. And I'm very anxious to see, as the season progresses, if they kind of work in that direction. Let's get to what I think is the biggest game of week eight. It's the Steelers. It's the Ravens. It's been a huge rivalry, Greg, for a long time. What interests you the most in that matchup? Well, what interests me the most is in the last number of games that the Ravens have played, particularly the last two, it's been Cincinnati and Philadelphia. Those teams, in different ways, have stacked the box and essentially said to Jackson and the Ravens offense that you've got to throw the ball outside the numbers. And they've not done that. And in fact, I believe Lamar Jackson, I know they've won games, but Lamar Jackson has not thrown for over 200 yards in each of his last three games. And I think that eventually they're going to have to do more with their passing game. Because right now their offense is built clearly on the run game, That's the foundation. It's a foundation that includes Lamar as a runner. And in fact, it's built around Lamar Jackson as a runner. But I think at some point that's going to have to expand. And we'll see as they go forward. They're obviously playing a division opponent. They know well. The Steelers have a really strong front. Um, I thought Robert Spillane, who replaced Devin Bush, played very well this week. So this is still a very strong front. But that's what I'm anxious to see if this Raven pass game can start to be more multiple and do more things because they're going to need to at some point. Talking with Greg Cosell here on the Ross Tucker football podcast daily Monday through Friday. What about, Greg, when the Steelers have the football against that Ravens D? Yeah, and the Ravens have Ngakwe, who I believe is going to play this week, uh, correct? I I think he's – yeah. 
So uh, that really helps the Ravens because the Ravens are, they blitz a ton. They're a highly schemed defense. And Gakwe, to me, now gives them a chance not only to be highly schemed, but also to be a little more of an execution defense where they can just rush for and do more with their coverage concepts because he can beat tackles one-on-one. They don't really have that guy on the roster right now, which is why they're so schemed. So I'm real anxious to see as they progress uh, what they do. But when you look at the Steelers' offense, it's become a lot of quick throws and then some vertical routes on the outside where they attack the one-on-ones. So we'll see how it plays out against this uh, um, Ravens D. I'm, I'm curious to see if they attack with Claypool and James Washington on the outside. What about the Bills and the Patriots, Greg? Well, these are two teams that have some issues on offense. To me, the Bills' biggest issue is they can't run the football. And at some point, they're going to have to do that. Josh Allen was efficient last week. They did not get in the end zone. But I I would think deep down, Ross, they do not want him by choice dropping back 40-plus times on a weekly basis. So they're going to need to find a run game. Uh, on the other side, the Patriots, they, they've been a little bit of a tough watch offensively. Um, they, they, it, I thought their best player last week on offense was Damian Harris, the running back. You know, Cam has really struggled the last number of weeks, both with uh, what he sees. He's been very deliberate uh, and also missing throws, missing throws both by not turning the ball loose to receivers that are open and also by missing receivers with poor ball placement. So this is an offense that's clearly a work in progress right now. Yeah, man, if the Bills lose that game, I mean, this is their this is their chance, Greg, to finally put a stake in the ground for the AFC East. They gotta find they gotta find a way somehow, some way to win that one. You know, the Patriots did not look good against the 49ers. Now the 49ers play the Seattle Seahawks. I gotta tell you, Greg. I love now I'm biased. I know him. I'm friends with him. I did his college games. I love Kyle Uzcheck. <laughs> way the 49ers use Kyle Uzcheck, receiver, runner, but especially all of the various ways they use him in the running game, Greg. No he is an absolute weapon. He is a weapon as a blocker. No question. And this week. This past week against the Patriots really brought that to the forefront. I mean, they what Kyle Shanahan has done exceptionally well is he's he adds wrinkles and nuance to the run game. They have a ton of base runs. We know that. Uh, and they run those. But he adds little wrinkles and nuance, both in who carries the ball and how they block it. And Kyle Juszczyk, I thought, had an outstanding game as a blocker this past week. Now, given that they don't have Samuel this week, given that they'll probably play hasty as their feature back, it would not surprise me to see Juszczyk this week be a little more involved as a receiver, which I don't mean he's going to get 10 targets, Ross, but just sometimes they just use him in, in kind of interesting ways as a receiver. It wouldn't surprise me to see that, particularly for an opponent that they know well and knows them well. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. On the other side, though, Seattle offensively, some uncharacteristic mistakes by Russell Wilson. And yeah. the Niners' defense is playing better the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and, and they played last week without their two starting safeties who 
I, I think will likely be out again this week. So they played Harris, who's kind of a true strong safety, and they played Moore, who can really run at, at, at free safety. But it's also possible Seattle will be playing DJ Dallas as their feature back. Um, you know, Seattle has clearly changed their offense a bit. It's clearly much more of a Russell Wilson throw at offense. And obviously, for the most part, he's had a phenomenal season. So this, they've turned into much more of a passing team. But the issue you run into when you do that is your defense plays more snaps and their defense is not very good right now. That's an interesting point, Greg, is that they don't, it doesn't complement or help out their defense as much, which is probably why a big reason why Pete Carroll always wanted them to run the ball as much as he did in the first place. Look, they were up 34 24 last week, you know, near the end of that game, and they ended up losing the game in overtime. So, no, it's, it's the complimentary football deal. And, and again, I'm not telling them how they should or shouldn't play, but you and I both know that if you run the ball, you eat up some clock, you shorten the game. You know, studies have been done by teams over the years that most defenses, almost all defenses, they they play much better up to a certain number of snaps. When you go beyond a certain number of snaps, I think it's 62, 63. It's in that range, give or take. Defenses start to lose their efficiency. And that's, you know, again, I don't have the number of snap counts for the Seahawks defense each and every week in front of me, Ross. But it just as a general principle, when your defense isn't very good, you'd much prefer them to play fewer snaps, not more snaps. Talking with Greg Cosell here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, a longtime NFL films guru, executive producer over at the NFL Matchup Show uh, on ESPN. Greg, what about the Cowboys and the Eagles? And in particular, I want to focus on the Eagles offensively. It yeah. just seems like they're so inconsistent, and maybe a lot of that's Wentz, but he is clutch. He plays well late. Meanwhile, the Cowboys defense – you see some things with that unit, Greg, that you just don't see very often in the NFL, and it's not good. No, the, the Cowboys defense, they make too many assignment mistakes and too many individual mistakes within assignments. And guys, they counted on to do well. I mean, I, I was watching their tape, and then I saw Don Terry Poe got cut today, and Don Terry Poe was brought in to be a run stopper, and he was not very good at all this year, and that's why he got cut. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, the Eagles offense – from I believe Jalen Rieger's practicing now. Uh, I'm very anxious to see that if they start attacking a little more vertically if if Rieger goes. Because now you have Fulgham, you got Rieger, you got Hightower, you got guys that can run a little bit. And I think Wentz would prefer to play that way. I think Goddard's practicing as well, and he could well go this week. So if they start to get weapons back, I'm curious as to what their offense will look like, particularly against a defense that has really struggled in all areas. You got to check him out on Twitter like I do, at Greg Cosell. He is the man. Love talking with him every week here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Greg, thank you so much as always. All right, Ross, appreciate it. Thank you. Love talking, Greg Cosell, and love those of you that step up and do little things that help the show, whether you just rate and review the show. That helps quite a bit. Whether you comment on one of our YouTube clips and you can get a cameo-style shout-out, people pay for those. Or whether you just go to RossTucker.com, click on one of the Amazon buttons, Amazon banner ads, midway down the page, takes you a landing page. If you bookmark that, 
anytime you or your wife make a purchase, you already need to for your family. We get a little something, something from that. And if that's the only thing you do to help support the show, it means a great deal. And we love each and every one of you. We love each and every one of you anyway. But we especially love those of you that just do one little thing extra a week. As we've told you guys time and again, we are not a big conglomerate like the Four Letter Network or NFL.com or The Ringer or any of those. It's just us. It's just me and Bri. And we need you. And we love you guys. So plenty of ways you can help us. Rate and review Amazon, Patreon, YouTube, sponsors. We give you a bunch of options to see what's best for you guys and your life. Tux Takes. Good morning, Ross. So let's start today with uh, defensive end Carlos Dunlap. As the long-awaited trade finally happened and when he was traded from Cincinnati to Seattle for B.J. Finney and his seventh-round pick. So I, I like this trade for both teams. For the Seahawks, they needed to get somebody else on defense. They needed someone that can help them stop the run, with Carlos can do. They need someone that can get some, some pass rush. He hasn't done that a lot this year, but – you know, he did pretty well against Lane Johnson. He can still play. He's obviously motivated. I think he wanted to go somewhere where he had a chance to win. Seattle, he does. He wanted a chance where he had a chance to play more. That'll happen in Seattle. And now he's got something to prove. So now I think Carlos Dunlap should be flying around trying to make things happen. So I love it for, for Seattle. For Cincinnati, B.J. Finney's like a solid interior lineman. He's like a, a Ross Tucker type. So Getting him in there, that's a position where they desperately need more depth and better players. So I like them getting Finney and a seven-round pick, an extra pick in next year's draft. Well done. Tuck Stakes. Meanwhile, in uh, DB news, the Panthers cut Eli Apple while former Panther safety Eric Reed declined an opportunity to join the Washington practice squad. So Eli Apple's kind of bounced around the last six months. You know, he had done a nice job playing well in New Orleans, I almost wonder if the Saints will bring him back because they've struggled a little bit at corner. Eli Apple had done some really positive things there, and now he's cut by the Panthers after he – I guess he told the coaches he left or something and said he couldn't practice that day because of his hamstring, and he left. So they cut him. So that's kind of interesting. You don't see that every day, something to keep an eye on. And then as for Eric Reed. I guess I understand why he didn't want to sign with a practice squad, but a lot of good players have. Snacks Harrison and Des Bryant. And, you know, here's the thing I would say. You can't complain or say that you're blackballed or anything like that if a team offers you an opportunity and you don't take it. There's a lot of big-name guys, a lot of good players that have signed with practice squads this year to kind of ramp up to get ready to be on the active roster. Tux takes. I don't want to say here we go again or uh-oh, but the Houston Texans shut down their facility and placed uh, starting uh, guard Max Sharping on the COVID list. So I guess the good news there, Bri, if there is any, is that the Texans have a bye this week. So shutting down the facility, keeping everybody away, probably isn't that hard. Go on your bye week, stay safe, come back next week. You know, whenever they're supposed to come back. So they'll have several days to be able to test a bunch of people and make sure that, 
it didn't spread and it was isolated just to sharping. Um, that's the idea. That's it's good timing that they can keep everybody away. They don't really need to be there during the bye week anyway. Let's hope it didn't spread to other guys. Ducks takes. And finally, we got a game tonight, the Panthers and the Falcons. Who do you got? I like the Panthers. Uh, I, you know, I said this on the Even Money podcast, which is killing it. I like the Panthers. I just feel like the Falcons, that was a tough loss, really tough loss on Sunday. The way in which they lost, I just don't know if they're going to be able to bounce back mentally on a short week. Whereas... On the other side, the Panthers, they brought it every week. They're young. They're hungry. They had a tough loss, too, if we're being honest. I mean, they had a tough loss to the Saints as well. I guess I just have more faith in Carolina with a first-year head coach as they're building something to be able to be resilient and bounce back from that than I do in the Atlanta Falcons at this point. I, I just I – look, I think it will be a good game, probably a decent amount of points in the game. Ultimately, though, I think Carolina takes it. And I'll say 27-23, Carolina wins the game. Um, I just think DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, you heard Greg Cosell talk about it earlier, they're going to murder the Falcons secondary. And the Falcons will get their points too. Maybe it's even a little bit more higher scoring than that. Maybe it's more like 30-27, to 27, something like that. But I still think the Panthers win by a field goal or more. There's two games tonight, by the way, Brian. There's Panthers-Falcons. Oh, and the big and one, the boy. Fresno State one, right? What's that? That's the big one, the Fresno State one. Yes, your boy will be on TV tonight, 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 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. So 7 o'clock Pacific. So that means those of you that are night owls or whatever, if you're on the West Coast, you can see him. You can even watch and listen after Carolina and Atlanta. It'll be on CBS Sports Network. Colorado State, Fresno State, little Mountain West action. Really looking forward to it. My first time at Bulldog Stadium in Fresno. There have been so many good NFL players, the Carr brothers, Trent Dilfer, Devontae Adams more recently, going against Colorado State. Should be awesome. Looking forward to it. Also looking forward to, Bri, uh, several of you signing up for our newsletter so you get our emails, which we haven't done in a long time because – your boy is crazy busy, so at least you know we're not spamming you or sending you a lot because we don't at all. And uh, shopping on the shop tab over at RossTucker.com. Maybe there's something cool there you haven't even seen that you'll like. Let's get to an email question, Brad. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. So the email address talked about earlier is Ross at RossTucker.com. Anytime you take advantage of any of our sponsors, or really even just help out the show in any way, you can just rate and review and screenshot that. Send it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com. Let me know which press pass you'd like. Maybe you want the Fresno State, Colorado State. I don't know. And ask any question you would like. We love email questions from listeners. We think it's good content, and we think it's fun. What do you got, Brad? Hey, Ross. Hey, Brian. With all the jobs that you have, how do you balance your work and home lives? Do you just designate times and days that you just put aside for your wife and your girls? 
but you just use the girls for pass rush demonstrations. Uh, also, what does your travel schedule look like in season? That's from Mike, who also says, P.S., I think it is cool that you give shout-outs to your loyal listeners. So here's a shout-out to you, Mike. Thank you. Yeah, Mike's a, Mike's a tuckhead, patreon.com slash rtmedia. Mike does a lot of great charity work, which I love. So, Mike, it is very difficult. The uh, This is probably a bad time to be asking me this. The, the, the work-home-life balance, very difficult during football season, especially over the next month or so for me, month to six weeks, you know, I've got this game. I've got Cowboys-Eagles Sunday night. Then next Wednesday, Ball State, Miami, Ohio. Next Saturday, Fresno State again against UNLV. I mean, it's just – it's a lot. Uh, and especially when – now that I'm back flying again. I hadn't flown since COVID. But now that some of these Mountain West and MAC games I have to fly to, that changes things even more. Um, you know, when I am home – on the weekends, like I'll take girls, the girls to tennis lessons and I'll do stuff like that uh, when I have, you know, open windows. And then during the week, I usually, you know, my wife doesn't get home from work till a little bit later. So I've got a good chunk of time that's just me and my daughters every day when I am home, which I really like. We tend to um, go to playgrounds as long as there's nobody else there. We tend to uh, do drive through and get ice cream. Um, those are the things that we all like together. We hang out at our house. We do dance parties. Uh, so yeah, it's very difficult this time of year, but it's primarily, it's a six month thing for me, but it's really hot and heavy for four months, September, October, November, December, January, usually not as bad because it's just the playoffs. August, not as bad because it's just Eagles preseason, but September, October, November, December, you know, we're hot and heavy. A lot of times I'll have two games. So that makes it pretty tough. Good question. Um, and the answer is I love it. I don't look at it like work. My family is very understanding. And I get a lot of free time uh, in the off season as a result. So it, it kind of balances out that way is probably the best way to describe that. Other than that, um, good question. So if you didn't already, check out both episodes of the Fantasy Feast podcast, because they're, they're both posted now. Even Money podcast, College Draft, they are all up and ready for you. Shout-outs go like they do every day to Pizza Boy Brewing, DynastyFreaks.com, Sportaculture, SteakhouseSports.com, Vision Comics with an X. Hopefully you guys have checked out some of those, because those are our diehard listeners that have small businesses they're trying to grow. So we appreciate that. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.